Welcome to the first episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast for the 2021-2022 school year. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We are live here at the Kenwood Town Center talking high school football. Joined by my colleague, Caleb No. Caleb, thanks for joining me. Hey, glad to be here, man. This is kind of like the unofficial start to our, you know, football season and, and, and year of high school sports coverage. And of course, we have a lot of appreciation for Chick-fil-A for having us here and for sponsoring all of our high school football and high school sports coverage throughout the entire uh, fall season. I'm just so excited to be talking high school football again. We're joined by Indian Hill coach Tony Okuri, Sycamore coach Scott Totillo. We're going to talk to them a little bit more here momentarily. But uh, as always, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese. And before we start, Caleb, I want to thank Garth Truder and the staff here for this opportunity to highlight the Sycamore and Indian Hill football programs. Garth has been so hospitable with everything in this setup, and I uh, really appreciate always talking to him in the conversation. So again, thank you, Garth. Genuinely appreciate this opportunity. We will be at the Western Hills location tomorrow afternoon to talk to Elder Oak Hills and Western Hills. And we're also going to be at Northern Kentucky. Going to my backyard after on that. August 10th. <laughs> there you go. To talk to Class 2A state champion Beachwood. But here, first and foremost, uh, let's get to the coaches that are here with us today. And, uh, Tony, let's start with you a little bit. Uh, just tell me about the anticipation for this season for the Braves. And, you know, we were all on pins and needles last year around this time, waiting for the green light to get the high school football season started. But uh, maybe give us a sense of uh, that hunger for uh, getting back on the field and knowing that hopefully it's going to be a full season in front of a, a packed stadium. Right. Hey, first of all, guys, thank you for having us out uh, every year that we can do this. Um, you do a great job with it and, and get exposure for our kids. So I want you to know that we appreciate that. Uh, you know, here's the biggest thing. Um, I think the kids are looking forward to playing in front of people. Uh, you can't underestimate that. You know, for me personally, when I, when I think about last season, as a coach, I don't know. Now, obviously, there are little things that were, you know, kind of a pain or little things that, that were kind of thrown our way we had to deal with. But as a coach, I, I don't know that I personally was affected all that deeply by it. You kind of just go about your business and keep your head down and get get the job done best you can. But, um, you know, when you're asking kids to put in all this work and effort and time and then you're kind of playing in front of, you know, let's say 150 people, um, it's just not the same. So, you know, I feel great for them that uh, that opportunity is going to arise. When you look back to last season, what was the uh, what was the, the the weirdest part or the most different part for you about being out there? What was it like the first time you stepped out there and there were no fans or very um, few fans? You know, it's just odd. It, it's there's this almost this sense of particularly as the season got a little later and games started and it was you know it was dark. Um, there's this sort of this odd eerie sense that. Um, uh, of just silence, you know, uh, and, and I tell you also one of the odd things, and I look back upon it now, and it, it's it's sort of funny, is just the the sideline spacing. That that was such a um, operational nightmare, you know. When people think, you know, and, and we only dressed fifty kids um, to be able to get fifty kids to stand six feet apart, uh, you'd think it'd be easy, but it's not. Uh, and I think of maybe somebody like Scott, who you know ha- has more players on the sideline. I'm sure he uh, he experienced the same pain. 
Scott, talk about that challenge with scheduling. I remember talking to you, or maybe it was your athletic director, Mark Harden, about you had to make that long trip to Ironton, I believe, on that Friday. Uh, I forget which week that was, but just talk about maybe the uncertainty each week and hopefully having that, uh, you know, be, be rectified, I guess, this year and, and having a sense of, hey, we know we're going to hopefully play 10 games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you know, to echo Tony, Tony's points, it was um, – it was just a weird year. It was very distracting. Um, there were always things going on, even throughout the course of of the games, as he mentioned, worrying about mass and worrying about if your own mass was on, worrying about your players, worried about how water was going, especially in the beginning of the year when it was all, all new. Um, and the scheduling aspect was a challenge as well. I mean, you know, our week uh, seven game, I believe it was, Week six or week seven game against Ironton, they were our third opponent scheduled for that week. And, uh, you know, we picked that game up literally on a Thursday afternoon and drove to Ironton on a Friday to play the game. And then two weeks later when we played Hamilton, that game was decided to be played on a Wednesday after both of our seasons were technically over because uh, we were beating the first round of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it was just weird, but we wanted our kids to play. You know, I've, I've said forever that, you know, we want to win. We don't want to lose, but I really want to create experiences for the kids. And part of the experience of high school football is actually playing the game. So we were going to play the games uh, no matter what. And, and yeah, that was an odd situation and a challenge. Uh, getting the traveling arrangements all set up in literally less than 24 hours. We didn't think we were playing, so we had a lot of our kids that were injured or at least banged up they didn't practice the whole week nor did they play uh but again we wanted the opportunity for the kids to play and if that meant a three-hour drive then so be it yeah i think we can all relate to that right i mean it it was a weird year when it came to scheduling even for us because it's like we like to schedule what games we're going to be at sunday monday tuesday but last year we weren't able to sometimes until thursday because it's like well what if one of our big games gets canceled what, and then we have to switch everything around. So we can kind of relate to that, too. Sounds like they got us on the loudspeaker here at the Kenwood Town Center now, the Chick-fil-A location. Uh, I think what it was was Scott Totillo is was doing so good with his answer there <laughs> that they wanted to crank him up there. Yeah. <laughs> so hello to everybody here at the Kenwood Town Center. This is the High School Insider Podcast, WCPO High School Insider Podcast, uh, as we start the, uh, the, the unofficial start to WCPO's coverage of the high school football season. Scott, one question for you here. It is August 4th right now. Where is your team at right now on August 4th compared to where they were last year on August 4th? Uh, Light years ahead. I mean, it's not even close. Um, You know, last year practices were obviously different. When we could start was different. We did no seven-on-sevens last year. We did four this year already, one with Indian Hill. You know, we got two scrimmages scheduled. Last year, we had a last-minute decision to scrimmage Elder. Um, You know, so we're we're way ahead. We've had additional practices allowed by OHSAA throughout the summer. Um, So that's been helpful as far as getting getting the season ready because we start a week earlier this year. Um, You know, it's usually this week is our inter-squad scrimmage this weekend, and it's an actual scrimmage against Wynn Woods in two days. So... Um, everything's advanced forward, but but we're light years ahead of where we were last year. I want to highlight each team here, obviously, uh, but uh, maybe just a final question for both of you. 
You know, the one common theme that I found from last year and talking to so many coaches, student athletes, athletic directors, was simply gratitude. Gratitude for the opportunity to play. And I wonder, I know this is maybe a cliche question for people that are, you know, living in greater Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, what makes high school football so special in our area each and every year? Tony, I'll start with you. Um, it's, here's the thing. It, it's one of the, and I, I tell the players this, and it's one of the, la- I believe this, last vestiges of things where you're going to completely get what you earned. And I think there's a lot of things uh, in our world now that don't work that way anymore. And this is why it's so relevant and it'll continue to be relevant. It's why it means so much to, um, you know, communities. It's it's beyond just it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in the wins and losses. And I'm I'm as guilty as anybody when it comes to that. But I know this uh, kids that stay with us for four years are better young men for having done it. And when you have a situation like last year where maybe that's taken away from you or or portions of it are taken away from you, um, you know, as an educator and as a coach, it's, it's worrisome. And, um, you know, again, that's why the game needs to endure. That's why it's so important. And, and we all need to be able to, you know, as Scott said, we got we to keep fighting to give them opportunities to play and be involved. Why is Friday night so unique here in Greater Cincinnati, Scott? You've been doing this for a very long time. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Saying, I'm what makes time. high school football so unique on a Friday night? I mean, you've been coaching a very long time. I just kind of like to hear it in your own words. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think I think our area is unique. Um, you know, it, it's it's exciting to play high school football. It's just different than it's different than other sports, and it's different in this area. Um, Events like today are a small example of, of that, um, you know, being able to get out, talk about your school, represent your school. Football is one of the few sports left that that's the only way to play the sport is to represent your school. Um, you know, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, some of the other sports, I many these kids play 50, 60 plus games a year. And in high school football, you play 10. And you practice and lift and work like crazy for those 10. And, and so it's very important when those kids set foot on the field to, to take it all in and experience it. And that's what was so frustrating about last year is you didn't get those things. And, um, you know, they got to play the games, but it wasn't high school football the way it's meant to be in Cincinnati. And I'm and, um, so grateful and so excited to have it back. Coach Dottillo, we're going to highlight the aviators here momentarily, and I want to thank you for your perspective. I want to bring up uh, two of the Indian Hill football players that uh, Coach Akuri brought up. That senior running back and defensive back Antoine Peak Jr. And also senior offensive lineman, defensive lineman Garrett McClung, kind enough to join us here at the Kenwood, Towner, Ken, Kenwood Town Center Chick-fil-A. As a reminder, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese. And, uh, Coach, can you, uh, first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about uh, the Braves this summer and how things are looking, and we're going to talk about these guys specifically here momentarily, but what do you like about the team right now? I like our, first and foremost, I like our athleticism. 
Uh, and that, when when you say that, I think people immediately go to you know the guys who get their names in a paper and all that kind of stuff. But when I say athleticism, I'm really talking about it uh, across the board. Uh, that is kind of going to be the hallmark of this team, um, whether it's you know our actual skill position players or even our linemen. Um, this is going to be a team that revolves around its quickness and its athleticism. You know, not necessarily its size. I think oftentimes that's a common uh, issue at, at smaller school football. But I mean, I'm I'm really encouraged by that, and um, encouraged by uh, you know just their their one of the things that we said last year is our approach when it comes to games that are close and games that are tight is we've got to be more professional. Uh, we've got to approach it like a job. And so far, particularly with our upperclassmen, I'm seeing that. Indian Hill regional finalist a year ago, 7-1 uh, and one record, 6-0 and oh in the Cincinnati Hills League in 2020. And the Braves opened the season against visiting McNicholas on August 20th. I want to bring Antoine and Garrett here into the conversation. And uh, Antoine, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about the offseason for the Braves and uh, – Maybe what you like most about uh, this team right now. Coach alluded to it a little bit, but uh, how the skill positions looking especially? We got a lot of younger guys, but uh, they're putting in the work and they developed a lot. Garrett, tell me, uh, what is it about the uh, offensive line and maybe defensive line? What do you like most about uh, that right now for your group? What I like most about it right now is that um, we have a lot of younger guys on our line. We got one, Chase Lanham, um, younger brother of Grant Lanham, who played about a year ago. He's he's a really good player, and um, I'm playing right next to him. And I like I like it a lot. I think we're pretty solid. We have a lot of work to do, but we're getting there. We talked to your, we talked to the coaches a little bit about last season and how challenging that was. You know, all, all the challenges that came with last season. You guys were able to go on, a, on quite a run in the regular season there. What was it that allowed you guys to to be able to overcome the adversity from last year and turn that into something really special? Uh, can you repeat the question? What was it that allowed you to overcome the adversity of last season and, and turn it into what was a really special year for you guys and go on the run that you all did in the regular season? With all the restrictions and everything, like how did you persevere through all that? Yeah. Go ahead. So um, during the off season last year, um, it wasn't we were struggling, but we were working out on the field, you know, putting in a whole bunch of work, and then we were just very very excited, just ready to play. And then when that first game came, we were ready. Same question for you, Garrett. What was that like? Just to persevere through all that. Um, kind of just adding on to what he said there, um, basically just with each other a lot in the weight room, on the field, bonding together, getting to know each other, getting to know the plays, and becoming a better team overall. And just, it's almost like, a, it's like a brotherhood. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball, Coach, a little bit. Uh, obviously, one of your players who's not here today, senior quarterback Ty Thornton, threw for close to 1,100 yards and 15 touchdowns a year ago, rushed for 400 yards and eight touchdowns, and... Uh, Maybe talk about his presence and leadership and maybe some other guys on the offensive side. Uh, well, you know, high school football is no different than, uh, you know, college football and, and professional football in the sense that, um, you know, everything starts with your quarterback. If you don't have somebody there, 
that's mature, um, that's a solid athlete that can get things done, that has good leadership qualities, you're going to struggle. Um, that's been my experience, certainly um, as a head coach. And so, you know, those are all things that Ty brings to the table. That athleticism, he's now an experienced quarterback. Um, his uh, leadership skills, his athleticism, all those kinds of things are in place. And, um, you know, when you have that, that's always going to give you a shot to be successful on the offensive end of the football. Um, you know, obviously, Antoine Garrett are here. I mean, uh, Antoine's going to drive that backfield. Garrett's going to be that senior leadership on a, you know, frankly, what will be a, in some slots a, a young offensive line. Um, but here's the, the, the thing I like most about all of them is these are invested guys. Um, and... You know, you can't take that for granted. That's all I ask. I was talking to our middle school guys the other day, and I said the, the biggest thing that we can ask of you as players is to be consistent and to be invested, and we can work on the rest. And, you know, when you talk about Garrett, when you talk about Ty, um, when you talk about Antoine, and they're going to be some young nucleus around them, um, they meet that standard of being consistent and being dedicated, and that's going to pay dividends. All right, I got a question for both players here real quick, and this, is, this might be the most important question of all. Um, might be the most important question of all. If we gave you 10 minutes and we gave you unlimited chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A here, who would be able to eat more in that 10-minute period? Oh, me, for sure. Nah. Speak up. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I think I, I could eat more. Well, no. why, though? I mean... I've always been pretty good at eating a lot of food in a short amount of time, so I think I think I got him on that. Yeah, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen Garrett win a hot dog eating contest. Yeah. So oh, really? I don't know. I got to go with Garrett, maybe. We I might have to test this out at some say, point. How many in a minute? For yeah, how many hot dogs? Uh, it, it wasn't like that. It was just like it was like six cheese conies or whatever, and I just had to eat it as fast as I could. I'd say, I'd say at least within a minute, maybe that. It was a sight for sure. I, I, I witnessed it. Was Antoine in this contest too, though? No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, defensively, let's just talk about that side of the ball real quick. Uh, linebacker Will Adair returns, three-year starter for you. Uh, I know you have some experience in the secondary, and uh, I know special teams has been a strong suit of the Braves the past couple of years. Maybe you can talk about the defense and special teams for you. Yeah, you know, defensively, it's going to be all about speed. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to line up and just let's say we're going to knock people around. Um, we're going to play with a lot of energy. Uh, I don't want to say we're going to be simplistic, but our, our concept there is, you know, let's not be flashy. Let's just uh, understand our assignments and let's play fast. So that that's going to be the hallmark of of our defense. And yeah, you know, we've got you know, Antoine will be back and um, Will Adair will be back and um, we've got a couple, like, you know, Garrett will be anchoring some of that defensive line. Uh, Joseph David, a nose guard for us last year, he'll be back. So, and, then, and again, that's all based on quickness and speed and athleticism. Um, special teams, I think, has is, is got an opportunity to be a really uh, solid bright spot. We um, have a sophomore, uh, Alex Grace, who really spent a lot of time over the offseason crafting um, the kicking game, particularly his place kicking. And uh, he's really been a surprise. Uh, I'm not ready to say he's going to be another Luke Lungberg yet. Um, but I tell you, he, he certainly got the tools to do it. So, and that, that was a, a pleasant, pleasant surprise. So we're excited about that. 
let me tell you, we can appreciate good kicking, a good kicking game on this podcast. That's all. Former I'm, kicker, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, here, here's the deal, right? Nobody complains about kickers until you don't have one. That's 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 my my adage. And and nobody thinks about them a whole lot until it's time to come make a big kick when you're down two points at the end of the game. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you'll never hear me slighting a kicker. Before we let you guys go, I just want to ask Antoine and Garrett, what does Indian Hill football mean to each one of you? Antoine, do you want to start? We're all just one big family. You know, we all love each other, always trying to push each other, you know, making each other better. Yeah, that's what I think it's about. Garrett, what's it meant to you, Indian Hills football program? I mean, it's it's been a big thing for me, especially um, I transferred to there my sophomore year coming from Moeller. And um, it changed me a lot as a football player and overall a person. And it helped it helped me out a lot. And I didn't know a lot of things I did before. It helped me get stronger and faster. And it made me realize that, like, you don't have to be this and that. Like, you don't have to be bigger than everyone to be good. Like, you could be, like, just really athletic. Very well said. Antoine Peake, Jr., Garrett McClung. And Indian Hill coach Tony Curry really appreciate uh, you guys, your time and perspective. And we're going to bring up uh, Sycamore Aviators here. Coach Dottillo. Don't go too far, guys. We're going to have a trivia contest here a little bit later. But uh, we're going to talk to Coach Dottillo a little bit more about the Aviators. While he's stepping up here, we got any uh, Sycamore grads in the crowd today? Anybody Sycamore? Our producer is a Sycamore grad. How about that? How about Indian Hill? Any Indian Hill grads in the house today? No. What, what high schools we got in here? Deer Park? Madeira? Wyoming? Where'd y'all go to high school? <laughs> Still waiting on the first week of high school football, right? That's well, right. A little early. All right, Coach. Thanks again you? for bringing your players here. Why doesn't uh, everybody introduce themselves here, um, who we have here? Coach, you want to do it or we can? Uh, they can do it. Okay. I'll save them introduce themselves. Go ahead. Um, I'm Jay Tama. Position? I'm a safety, number 19. William Engel, quarterback, number 8. Andrew Cathy, O-line, D-line. Evan Massey, defensive end, 99. But you brought the squad with you today, didn't you? Yeah, there are four captains, so uh, wanted to give them all a little taste of it. So, well, let's just start off by uh, maybe talking about each one of them, coach. Just before we start uh, talking about your team overall, do you want to just go one by one and, and talk about maybe start off with William? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm real excited for this year. Uh, these guys uh, are the leaders of a of a senior class that is very tight knit. Um, it's a it's a unique class. They're all friends. They're super competitive against each other, uh, sometimes to a fault because it gets distracting. Sometimes they practice when they're when they're chirping each other, but it's all in good fun and they're and they're uh, they're highly competitive, um, which as a coach is a is a great characteristic to start with. Um, William leads that. Uh, William's our quarterback. Uh, he'll be going to uh, play football at the Naval Academy next year, uh, so he obviously has. Uh, a lot of leadership qualities that that they saw on top of his ability to play football. Um, you know, he's he's had a, uh, a great career, plagued by some injuries, but he's a hard worker. He's 100% going into this year, and he's played tailback the last two years, 
but has played quarterback his whole life, except for those two years. So he's back home at quarterback, and, and we're expecting big things from him. Uh, Jacob Toime is a three-year starter as well, captain in the secondary. Um, super aggressive player, uh, loves to mix it up, which is great to have in the back end of your defense when you got somebody that's a, a sure tackler. Uh, he's certainly improved his ball skills throughout the years, and, and we're expecting him to lead our defense, certainly on the back end. Andrew Cathy um, will be a returning offensive lineman. Um, he's matured as much as anybody on our team, which is why he's a captain this year. Had a great offseason. Uh, played center last year. Not sure if he'll be there this year again, uh, but, but his added strength and added size will help us um, not only on the O-line, but potentially give us depth on the defensive line. Um, and then Evan Massey, um, number 99, plays defensive end. Uh, uh, he's actually a four-year guy for us. Uh, played some as a freshman and, um, and then a three-year legitimate starter. And, uh, you know, the ceiling is, uh, is super high for this guy. He's uh, got a chance to really disrupt an offensive line with, it, with again, his added size and strength. Uh, he's got a couple of Division One offers, and, um, you know, we'll see where, where the future takes him. But, but this year we're expecting big things. Coaches, this is your 16th season at Sycamore. Um, and you told me um, a couple weeks ago, you said top to bottom, this is the most committed team you've had since you've been with the Aviators. Um, tell me the significance about that. Well, it's huge because I, I think – Teams that are committed are are obviously invested in Friday nights. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you only get ten of them, and we're going to have eighty plus practices and over a hundred weight room sessions. And w- and when your team buys into those things, then Friday night is more than just a game. It's it's different. It means something. Um, the result matters. And and when you got a group like this, and the senior class has been great throughout. Um, but not every class is that way, and, and um, not every player is that way. But this core nucleus has been great. And I do believe some of it had to do with COVID, where they missed out on these things last year. So it is now, you know, equally as important to actually do it. But if you looked at weight room attendance, it's, you know, it's not even close as a team um, compared to my others. William, I'm kind of curious, you know, last year, obviously, win-loss record wasn't what you guys expected or what you wanted, but tell me about, about this uh, motivation this offseason, especially among the captains, among the seniors. What's been kind of the theme as you guys head into the season? So the theme of the team is called win, um, which is just do everything now that's important. Um, just the little things that I think we struggled with last year. We didn't just play good football. We missed tackles. We didn't block. We didn't. Just, we've had turnovers, um, but I think this year as a team, and especially as the seniors, we all are motivated to um, bounce back from last year because our rankings right now, I think we're like ninth in the conference, which is awful. So I think that's been the biggest motivation this offseason is just to prove everyone wrong and just show what our team could do. Jacob, how hungry is this group? Oh, uh, we're really hungry. There's definitely a chip on our shoulder. And like with all these guys, about 80% of us have been playing since Pee Wee. And our class, we want it, like, we want it bad. Like, I'm not, not trying to be biased, but I think our class is one of the most hardworking classes that we've had go through Sycamore. Uh, whether it's in the weight room, 
in the classroom or just during work or anything like that. We all hold each other accountable, whatever, whatever we need to do to keep each other close, whether it's on and off the field. Of course, you know, we've talked about it some over the last, and this is for, you know, one of you guys in the back row, back row here. We talked about it a lot over the last few minutes about last year, all the challenges, the adversity and, 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 and whatnot. But looking ahead to this year, the hope that there's a full stadium, that the atmosphere is back to what it should normally be. What is a Friday night like at Sycamore? And what do you most look forward to on a Friday night at Sycamore? The thing I look forward to the most is probably all the juice coming back, especially from the whole audience. You know, you get really juiced up, ready to go. And, like, for me personally, I feel like it's easier to play once you got that whole audience watching. You know, it's a little bit extra pressure, but that extra pressure helps a lot with playing, in my opinion. Yeah, for, for a team that uh, had a good start to the season last year and then struggled down the stretch after that, what is it about this team, this class? You all mentioned a lot about your all's class here that could, could turn the corner for Sycamore here as a program. Uh, can you repeat that? Sorry. What is it about your all's class that could help you all turn the corner as uh, a program, as a, as a, as a, as a weight team? Room, in the weight room, we're competitive. Uh, we try to lift the most weight. We try to push each other to the max. Every play, every little thing, it's a competition with us. Um, and I think that's what makes us strive for greatness and want to be better you know caleb you mentioned the stadium and I, you know i don't know if everybody knows about the stadium situation at sycamore but uh coach can you kind of give us an update obviously you're going to be on the road the first two weeks um but tell us how you're actually going to be playing on the sycamore high school campus this year yeah it'll be uh our my first true well really not even mine every everybody's first true home game ever where we actually play on on site on campus um and and it's exciting uh, obviously we would much rather be in our plush new stadium that's coming but you know we, we're in a weird time and and that got thrown off track a little bit so we're going to play at the um fortunate enough we have a soccer stadium and we're going to transform that into a um into our football field for for this this season for the 2021 season Currently, we're getting new lighting. They're expanding the seating. There's going to be temporary seats to go in that are going to enclose the field uh, with both end zones, um, you know, one for the visitors and one for our band and students on each end. So it's going to have a very unique feel to it, um, which is a great plan B for having a brand new stadium. Um, the alternative was, quote, unquote, home games that are played on the road. Right. And, um, and so... You know, unfortunately, we, it isn't ready, so our Loveland game is going to be played on the road. But the, the remaining four, and hopefully more than that, um, will be played at home. But I think it's going to be a really neat vibe and a really neat feel. And, and again, just being able to actually play on our campus will be fun. How important is that to have actual true home games? Because, I mean, you mentioned you could play all the games on the road, even the, you know, home games, if you will, but well, I, how I think, important is it to play them on campus like that? Yeah, it's important to everybody. I mean, it's important to have a home identity, for one, and, um, you know, and, and two, it's something that, that we can call our own, and our guys are, our players have never not bust to a game, ever. Our scrimmages are at the junior high, we bust to it. Our home games, we bust to our home games. I mean, we're not going to have to bust to a game, and, um, 
And, and that'll be nice. It'll allow us to do some different things on a Friday afternoon prior to the game as coaches, you know, because we won't have to worry about the rush and uh, making sure we have everything to travel, even though we're just traveling to our home stadium. It'll all be right there and ready to go. For those who aren't aware, um, Sycamore previously played at Bud Acus Alumni Field on the campus of Sycamore Junior High School. So that's what we're referring to there. Coach, maybe a few other uh, thoughts on, um, you know, offense, defense, some other players to watch this year as you uh, get prepared for the season. Yeah, I mean, besides these guys, I mean, it's always a collective um, a collective effort. Um, you know, I really don't like too much talking about individuals, but we return a lot of guys. And I, and I think that's going to be the key. Um, you know, we return four starters on our offensive line, all our seniors, all our multiple-year starters. That's a great place to start. If you need one group to be good, you need it to be your O-line. And, and we have that, um, you know, returning for us. You know, we return a linebacker. We're replacing one of them with, with um, you know, a very good inside aggressive linebacker, Nathan Malone. Um, we've added a defensive end that's wreaked havoc on us already this um, early in the season. And, and Adam Marshall, he's got a, a huge upside, you know. And, and I think our our running back and receiving core, again, most of them are back from last year. And, you know, we need Cannon Ray to have a big year at wide receiver. Um, our tailback is probably going to – tailback position is probably going to be, you know, by committee because we can – situationally play a big kid there a quick kid there and our quarterback's going to carry the ball quite a bit anyway you know so because of that we can diversify what we're doing but you know but all in all we can point out all the individuals we want but you know collectively we just have to play consistent football and and if we can stay out of our own way um we could be very tough to beat Coach, I'm going to ask the same question that I asked the Indian Hill guys, but I'm going to ask it to you Okay. about these four guys. If we put, I don't know, 10 pieces of chicken in front of each of these guys, which one would eat it the fastest? Which one could eat it the fastest? The fastest? Well, Will's probably the – well, Will and Jacob are probably the fastest. My money's on the big guys eating the fastest. Um, so I would go – if I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably go with Massey. I'm pretty sure he would eat the most, but because uh, he eats quite often, from what I can gather. But uh, if it was a race, I'd put it on 99. Is he right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a consensus there. <laughs> well, hey, now you have an opportunity to win some chicken here. We're going to do the first of our High School Insider Podcast trivia question. Caleb, I'm going I'm to let you ask. The Sycamore players, and this is just for you guys. Can't use your phone. Can't use a lifeline by asking coach or anything like that. This is just a simple multiple choice uh, question and answer. Uh, something related to Indian Hill, and we're going to do vice versa. We're going to bring the Indian Hill guys up here and ask them a Sycamore-related question. So you guys ready? All right, here we go. So the trivia question is, John Thornton, Ty's father. John Thornton. Ty's father, played, senior quarterback Ty Thornton, just to be clear for any know, played 10 years in the NFL as a defensive tackle. He played for two teams during his NFL career, including six years with the Bengals. What other team did he play for? It's a multiple choice question. So he played for the Bengals and who else? 
Is it A, the Dallas Cowboys? Is it B, the Tennessee Titans? Or is it C, the Cleveland Browns? I'm thinking the Cowboys. Is that is that Jarrell's final answer? Just to be clear, he played for the Bengals from 2003 to 2008. He played for another team first from 1999 to 2003. They said Cleveland Browns. Okay, so we're saying either Cowboys or the Browns, one or the other. Definitely not the Titans, right? The Browns. The Browns, final answer? We're sure it's not the Titans? <laughs> it's the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. You guys still win chicken. There you go. Give you a couple, couple gift cards. No, we still, get, we still get chicken. There you go, guys. Enjoy. Appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out, Coach, man. thanks for joining us, too. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you having us. Good luck to Sycamore High School this fall as we get set for this 2021 high school football season. Hopefully we do have some fans able to get out there and see the games. And, uh, and again, good luck to you guys moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Antoine and Garrett, we're going to put you on the spot now, too. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't know you how to be the, the, the question guy again. The, I can, yeah. <laughs> Such a great job. Oh, I appreciate time. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my skill in life, I guess. I'll, I'll take that. This is fun. I need to know how I can win some chicken. I'll answer a trivia question. Do you, you got trivia you questions know, for the know, host? We'll see. We'll see. Got to give a few to the coaches. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. We got a trivia question for the Indian Hill players here. This, y'all ready? This former Sycamore High School offensive lineman is starting his third season with a team in the NFC West and the NFL. Who is he? Is it A, Josh Jones? B, Justin Murray? Or C, Andrew Whitworth? I can, I can ask the question again. This former Sycamore High School offensive lineman starting his third season with a team in the NFC West. Who is it? Josh Jones, Justin Murray, or Andrew Whitworth? I'll give you a clue. He played at UC. Anybody out here know the answer to that? Don't give it away, though. Don't give it away. I don't want any, any yelling. Anybody know the answer? Any Sycamore grads in the audience? Sycamore High School. Garrett looks confident. I'm trying here. to give you guys time to think about okay. it here. What were the what were the first two again? So so the answers, the potential answers are Josh Jones, Justin Murray, or Andrew Whitworth. And the clue is this player played at UC. Sycamore brand, but played at UC. All right, C's out. What'd you say? Not C. Not C. Okay. You sure about that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> he just gave you the look. He's confident. <laughs> I like the discussion we got going on over here. Yeah, I mean, this is like a team team activity we got going on here. I like this. Antoine's dad played in the NFL too, by the way. So, test his NFL knowledge. Justin Murray. Justin Murray. Yeah. So B. Justin Murray is your final answer. What makes you think it's Justin Murray? Uh, he plays for the Cardinals, right? 
I, I mean, I, I can't give away the answer. That if he, if he does play for the Cardinals, that would be an NFC West team. Um, I know, I know he works. I know he like works out at Black Sheep with like Patrick Coin. So and yeah. so take away the suspense, Caleb. And I know, and right. I know he trains. The answer is Justin Murray. Good, <laughs> good job, guys. I love, I love what went into that. That was fantastic. That was good. That was good. All right. Well, thanks again to Indian Hill and Sycamore. Again, we want to thank Chick Fil A operator Garth Trute here at the uh, Kenwood Town Center. Again, Garth Truter doing a great job hosting us. Very hospitable. We really appreciate the opportunity to highlight both these teams and. Uh, we look forward to joining everybody at the Western Hills Chick-fil-A on Glenway Avenue tomorrow afternoon. And that's all we have for you today here at the Kenwood Town Center. Once again, thank you to Indian Hill, Sycamore, and Caleb. Final thought? Yeah, good luck to both of these teams and, and every team in the area. I'm looking forward. we got a couple more of these podcasts moving forward like you mentioned. But good luck to Sycamore and Indian Hill moving, moving forward this season. Looking forward to a fun high school football season. Thanks again, everyone.